Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. And we praise your name for the very, very last time, the very, very, very last time. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. We lift our voices. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Oh, yes, Lord, as our voices sing, you are worthy, you are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. Jesus, we worship and we praise you. Give the Lord a mighty clap and praise. Hallelujah. We have been talking about bearing fruit after your own kind. And we want to now look at how we can bear fruit after our own kind. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. And so today we are going to begin to look at keys to bearing fruit after your own kind. How many want to bear fruit after your own kind? Good. So the first key is the key of prayer. Right? The first key is the key of prayer. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you to teach us, influence us, guide us, minister to our hearts. And in Daniel chapter 6, we see something right there in verse number 8. Now, O king, establish, hallelujah, and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window being open in his chamber or his bedroom toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Are you listening to me this morning? Now, one of the reasons why we sometimes do not do well spiritually is because we, we do not pray. And when we pray, it becomes very natural to bear fruit. Can I have an amen? amen? When you pray, what comes out of you is natural. That is why I don't have to read out to you a sermon. There's nothing wrong with reading out a sermon. I'm not against reading out a sermon. But personally, I don't have to because I'm speaking from my heart what is in my heart already are you listening to me now when there is something in your heart it comes out naturally the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh if you are full of God God will come out of you and prayer is you see when you, are, when you, when you don't pray or you have not prayed or you are not prayerful they are all different things. 
when you don't pray, when you have not prayed, and when you are not prayerful. When that is the situation, all these things about bearing fruit, witnessing to people, telling people about the Lord and so on, they are all highfalutin things that the pastor is suggesting to you. They are not realistic. They are not practical. They are not part of day-to-day life. And I believe that when we begin to pray the way we ought to pray, there is going to be a difference in our lives. How many want to bear fruit? Very good. Now, I'm going to show you, listen, I don't believe in doing things theoretically. I believe in the practical. I want to show you how you can and you should bear fruit, very simply speaking. Amen. One of the keys is simply prayer. We must learn how to pray. Now, if you notice here, Daniel was the vice president of his country. Daniel served under many presidents of different regimes. There were always coups in those days. And each time, he served under a new person. There are some politicians like that. Whether it's a revolution, a coup, a democracy, they are able to be in that government. You notice in Ghana, there are some people, whether it's revolution, they are in the government. When there's democracy, they are still in that government. When it changes, MPP, they are in the government. NDC, they are in that government. And they just move along. There are some people like that. I mean, you can look at right now and mention some names in Ghana. I don't want to mention any names, but, you know, there are some people like that. They just move and they just flow along with everybody, you know, contributing to build a nation, whoever is there. So, you realize that this man was somebody like that, a very busy person. Now, some of you people do not know. Uh, let, let me just ask you, what are some of the reasons why we don't pray? Why we find it difficult to pray? What are some of the problems about prayer? We, 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 we find it, we, we are lazy. Sometimes we don't pray. There's no time to pray. How many would agree that that is one of the major things? Give me a wave if you agree with me that the time, just to how to find the time in our lives to pray. It's a problem, isn't it? How about concentration? I'm talking about problems. Is it sometimes when you are praying, it's difficult to concentrate? You realize you are praying and your mind is going to so many things. How many have experienced before you are praying and you are thinking about something that is not even righteous? No, how many have experienced it before? Lift up your hand. I mean, you are praying and you are even thinking about something sinful. I've experienced it before. I've experienced it before. Many times. So even to concentrate that, how, how, how about even what to pray about? How many have experienced that? Like, I have nothing to pray about, isn't it? How many have experienced that before? It's like, pray about, pray about what? I, I don't have anything to pray about. These are the reasons why people don't pray. They don't have time. Interruptions. They don't have time to pray. When is that to pray? That I don't have anything to pray about. And then when I'm praying, I, 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 I just cannot even concentrate. I mean, for... For even how long? You pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. You look at your watch. Three minutes. Ah. How many have experienced that also before? You pray, you thought you prayed for a long time. Do you realize that only three minutes have gone by? Wow. Now I believe that this man Daniel, he had been able to overcome all those problems because Daniel didn't have any problem. Daniel was the the second in command in the whole country. 
there were three presidents and there were 120 members of parliament and there were three senior cabinet ministers or vice presidents and out of the three he was the most favored one and then there was the king end of story so he was number two I mean look at that number two in the whole nation and that was it's not like you know Ghana's number one and number two who are earning you know very little yeah, and they don't own anything we don't treat our presidents and our vice presidents well in our country you, did you know that yeah we don't treat them well we don't treat them well the, the past and I'm sure the president are also receiving the same treatment. But that is another topic. They, Daniel was okay. He was blessed. Things were getting better. Why should he pray? Yet he was praying. You think about it. Why should he pray? Yet he was praying. Recently, I'm sure you must have seen it on television, in the news, one uh, parliamentarian or somebody was saying, you doesn't know why some people spend so much time praying that they could use that use their time for productive ventures. How many saw that thing? Okay. But this man was the vice president of the country. Look at how much he was praying. He wasn't even a prayer warrior in a church. He himself was praying. So much. It must have meant that the nation needed a prayer. Because the nation needs prayer. Hallelujah. So, what is the secret? You see, what is it that makes someone able to pray so much in spite of everything being okay? I believe that there are, there are certain things that we need to learn. Amen. I believe everybody knows that prayer is important and so on. But now let's look at even what to pray about. You see, everybody gets up in the morning and then has a bath. I'm sure most of you have had your bath. Amen. Oh? Oh? Are you have your bath this morning? Okay. In spite of the fact that you don't have time. You never get people lifting up their hands. I don't know where I'll get the time to bath. Uh, is it common to hear that? No. And some people bath for a long time. Even when there's no water. Especially those who went to Abri Girls, they know how to bath with just a pail small pail of water because they don't have water they have water problems you must look and see that there is something about this prayer that we have to learn add to our lives otherwise we will never pray much as an ordinary person with a problem or without a problem also when there's a problem you will always rise up and pray I notice those who come for miracle services, some don't come, and so on. It's like maybe some people feel I don't have any, I don't have any, I don't have any problem, I don't need this, I don't need to pray, I don't need a prayer meeting, I don't need all those things. Some people feel they need God more. Some people feel they don't need God. But whether you feel you need God or whether you feel you don't need God, you need to pray. Whether you have money or you don't have money, whether you are the president or a prayer warrior in the church, you need to pray. And if you start to pray, Bearing fruit will come naturally. Let me tell you something. You know, I've been preaching. Why you should bear fruit? Why you should bear fruit? But look at these trees. Nobody is preaching to them. They are just bearing flowers. It's natural. Everybody say it's natural. At a point, it's natural to bear fruit and to grow. Nobody has to say, come on, bear fruit. You've got to do this. You've got to do it. When you are growing a healthy life, normal, naturally, you just bear fruit. 
So if what I'm doing, maybe it may be unnatural. To be praying to you, telling you this, 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 you must bear fruit because of this, this. I don't have to give a tree any reasons why it should come and bear some oranges or some apple. I don't bear orange and apple if it's an orange tree. Once it's healthy. And one of the cardinal things that makes us healthy as believers is prayer. And is that the very thing that we do not do at all in terms of time? Prayer. And I want to say that we need to be able to pray. Now, one of the secrets which we need to have in order to be able to pray is to have what I call prayer formulae or prayer recipes or prayer patterns. That is a formula for prayer. So that you have something that you must complete. As it were, a race that you must start and then complete. If you have it in your life, you will find out that when you set yourself out to pray, you will complete the prayer. Are you listening to me today? And because you have to complete it, you will spend time doing it. Before I go into that, I want to say that if you do not habitualize prayer, what I mean by habitualize is make it a habit. You will never actually pray regularly because there will always be things. Prayer must be added to your bathing. It must be added to your dressing. It must be added to the regular things you do in life. It must be added to them. It cannot be a separate thing. Maybe your parents brought you up and they didn't tell you that when you bath, then you have to come and pray. But that is what perhaps the training we should have as Christians. When you have your bath, the next thing is to come and sit down and read your Bible. And the next thing is to spend some time prayer. If you have a child, let me tell you, teach your child that. I've been teaching my children that before breakfast, no Bible, no breakfast. They have to read their Bible. They have to pray. Before they move on, it's part of their normal life. And once it becomes part of your life, you always add it to your life. It's never a problem. Have you not noticed we don't have a problem with bathing? Even when there's no water, we bath. All, all of us here, all of including some brothers, you, you bath. Yeah, there are some brothers who don't like bathing, but even those brothers bath. It's never a problem. I mean, it's rare that you find people not bathing, not eating, not doing stuff, not brushing their teeth, whatever. It's rare. It's just part of their life. They don't think about it twice. You just do it. Because that's, that's what's to be done. And I, I'll tell you something that until prayer and spiritual things become part of our life, that's why Sunday coming to church, you just add it in your life that it's something I do, end of story. Whether rain, shine, this, that, it's always something I do. If you decide to put weekday service into that category, you'll find yourself always in church during the week. It will never be difficult for you. Never. It will never be a struggle or a problem because you've added it as one of the things you do. You see, the things we have put as in our minds as these are things that are done, they are not difficult at all. They are not difficult anymore. They, are just, they just come naturally. And that's what I mean by you must habitualize when you realize all through the Bible, people who prayed did it in a special early in the morning. Jesus woke up Daniel, he prayed three times. That he had some regular thing that whether he was president, vice president, student, school, vice, cool, whatever, always. That time you always pray. It's not a problem anymore. Many women find it difficult to have sex with their husbands. The reason is because they didn't learn it when they were growing up. Neither were they even told. 
that it's normal and it's supposed to be done every day. Yeah. They f- many, many wives find it more difficult and they complain about it. Christian wives. They complain about it. They don't do it. They do all sorts of things about it. Because in their mind, it is like it's something that is not supposed to happen all the time or regularly. Or it's a favor they sometimes feel that they are doing. But bathing. Now I'm just teaching you something. You, you may be young, but you learn something what I say. But bathing, bathing and having sex. Bathing is easier. I, I say bathing is easier. Having sex is sometimes easier than bathing. Yeah, well, those who are married know what I'm talking about. Those who are not married, it's a mystery. Do you know it's no, no, later? But because sometimes, even the more sometimes you look at it, I mean, I don't want to go into so much detail, but sometimes to bath, you have to do this, take off your clothes, go and fetch water, this, this, so many, and they do it every day and night, all the time. It's like, I've come, have to bath. No complaint, no nothing. It's part of their life. Let me tell you a secret. Anything that is good, that will help you. Include it as part of your life in your mind and start it until you don't think about it when you do it. When you are doing something without thinking about it and it's a good thing, it's going to have a great positive effect on you. There are other things too that we make habits that we don't think about and they are evil and they are bad and we just do them. And gradually they are also killing us. I don't want to get into that again. But I want you to understand this morning, ladies and gentlemen, that prayer will never be possible until it's part of your bathing, eating, this, this, whatever you are doing. Add it. It was only when I was in medical school, I remember for about once, I think once, about two days or something, I don't know whether I, I, I had my bath. I mean, that was a very hot time, we're very, very hot, second year. No bathing, no cooking, no eating, nothing, just living, learning and passing exams. That was very unusual. Apart from that, and even that one, you see that the ladies and the most people were bathing normally, doing everything. As for prayer, there's out. It was thrown far away. Yeah. I remember that exam. When I finished MB2, we came to our room. I had passed and everything. I came to and we look at the room. You see pants for days. This one has turned into fungus molded, different things. Because for, for a long time, a lot of things we had not attended to them. We had left them. But I still used to pray every day. Because I believe that prayer is something that we must do all the time. Daniel prayed. You said you are busy. You people don't have any idea how, when you see somebody higher up, you don't know how busy the person is. Kwesi Botri, one time he was talking on the, on the radio, on the television. And he was saying, people say he travels too much. He, this, this, this. And he said something which I, 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 mean, I know because I'm in, in a you know, similar situation at times, he said, that, look, when I go to various towns, cities, I go from the airport, Minister of Finance is going for a conference or meeting or something, or sign a contract or to go and beg for money, something just goes, because you know African Ministers of Finance, basically we are always begging for money, for loans, for aid and all that, that's more the primary job of them, of, 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 of those people, anyway. So he goes from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel to the meeting, from the meeting to the hotel, from the hotel to the airport, and it's off. So he said that many of the cities, he has not even seen them. He has been and out and been and out. And you have no idea, some of these people are so busy, so hectic. 
As I'm standing, as I'm standing here, I mean, it's so, when you see people traveling, you don't have any idea what they go through. Somebody was, uh, some organization gave, uh, was giving me a ticket or gave me a ticket, have given me a ticket that I should fly and come somewhere and so on for some period. I, I look at the thing and I said, no, I can't go, I won't go. Free ticket, fly, everything, pay, this, this, go. I won't go, I'm tired. You have no idea. I know most of you would go if I gave you the ticket. And say, hey, Pastor, glory be to God. But you have no idea. Sometimes you see somebody at a certain position, you, you don't have any idea how busy the people are. Especially when they are doing well, the person is busy. Last week I was going home from church. 9.30 in the night. 9.30 in the evening from 6 a.m. And not 6 a.m. 6 a.m. is when we come here. But before I wake up before 6 a.m., of course. Now, go and have a 9.30. But by that time, most of you, some of you are snoring, you have eaten your fufu, your jollof, your everything on Sunday. And then that's me going home. And I'm the pastor of the church. When I came to church today, Pastor Eddie was the only pastor here. And then I was there. If he had not been here, I would have been the first person here. And then probably the last person to leave. And, and the busiest person around. And yet, you have to be able to pray. Some of you say, Pastor, I'm a student, you know, we students, we have, oh, you're lying. When you start working, when you finish, you, you realize that working is more difficult than being a student. Man, Pastor, I, you, you must understand something. Some, um, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting my, uh, my wedding very, very soon. My wedding is coming up in, just in December. Look, let me tell you something about this wedding. <laughs> After the wedding, that's when you are going to see that you are very busy. To be a wife is very difficult. Wives are like nurses. They are to be treasured. They are special people who have a lot of tasks that nobody knows about. You wait and see when you become a wife and you see that it was nice to be a beloved. <laughs> yeah. Amen. You, you see, every time we think that we are busy, when we get to another place, we will not be busy. When we started the church and we didn't have an office, my wife used to wait after church. I know I, one thing I used to tell her, I said, I used to tell her, honey, sugar, I don't call my wife honey or sugar or anything, but just, just pretend that I, used, I call her honey. I said, honey, sugar. I said, I told her, listen, you know what? When we get an office, all this after church waiting and after church meetings that I meet with people, all those things will end. Then we got the office. When we got the office, the after church meetings became even more. You sometimes think that later on you it will be okay, but it doesn't get better. And somebody say it doesn't get better. And Pastor, when I go to America and I'm working in America, but I think I'll be able to actually serve the Lord. Oh, oh, really? In America, you serve the Lord. Go and see what they are doing there. Pastor, I'm going to London. When I get to London, I mean everything. I mean you know already that's a get warm so nowadays we can't do the fasting and the prayer you have got to decide that now in my life as Daniel decided there and then as the busy person I am going to pray and continue to pray three times a day end of story finish and you see that you do it easily God will promote you you still be finding it easy to serve God God will lift you up. God will exalt you. God will take you to places you never thought you would go to. Still, you become a wife. You become a mother. You become this and that. Whatever. And yet, you'll be able to do what God wants you to do. 
Just put it into your life as part of And those of you who have children, train your children with Bible and prayer as part of bathing and eating. So that as they grow up, they just know it naturally. Those of you who have children, just take it as a tip. And those who have children, don't let them grow up and then one day tell them you must pray also in the morning. Then they will start to find it as difficult as you are finding it now. Because we were not taught that early when we were growing up. I didn't pray till I got born again when I was in Atchimota school. I didn't pray. I didn't pray. I read my Bible. What do you mean? I couldn't read the Bible. The Bible was too boring. How many found the Bible boring before you got born again? And some of you are still finding it boring. So you ask yourself whether you are born again. <laughs> so prayer formally. I want to show you the formula. You, you must use certain formula or formulae to pray. If you use it, you'll find out that when you start, you have to complete. And because you have to complete, you will go through it every time. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You go through it every time and you will end up spending a certain amount of time with God. Let me tell you something. Why is it important? Why is the time important? Time. Let me tell you a secret. Anybody who you are close to, you spend time with the person. Even doing nothing. In our church with our pastors, God showed me long ago that it's good to be close to the pastors. Don't just work with people. So, way back many years ago, we instituted something where after church, we would go and eat together. Many years ago. And so myself and the other pastors, that time there was only Reverend Sake and Pastor Eddie, we would eat together after church and our wives. And at that time, some were not wives, beloved. We would sit down, we eat together, just be together. That one brought us closer together than all the things we were doing in church. Sitting down sometimes, just watching soccer, eating, fellowship, just being together, even sometimes doing nothing. It's the ladies who have the uh, zeal to, to talk. Sometimes uh, we, the brothers, you know, we don't talk much. Sometimes we just be sitting there quietly. And then the ladies will be in another place. Chatting. But that brought us close. You see, when you spend time you get close. Nearer my God to thee. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Amen. We want God to be near to us. We have to spend time in his presence. Amen. It doesn't matter. God knows what you are going to say. Of course, God even knows what you need. So that if that is the case, don't even pray because God knows. Amen. If that is the case, don't even open your mouth. Don't even say anything. And after you say one sentence, oh Lord, you know all I need. Answer all my needs now in Jesus' name. Amen. Finish. That is the end of prayer. Jesus Christ, who came from heaven, he came from heaven and he came here. He was spending time praying a great while before day when he wanted to choose his 12 disciples. Went into the mountain for the whole night and prayed alone. And in the morning he came and chose. And in spite of that prayer, he chose one person who was a, a, a devil. In spite of that all-night prayer, he made a mistake. Mis mis well, I don't know if it's a mistake, but he chose a Judas. Some of us choose husbands, choose wives, choose jobs, take decisions. Zero prayer. And you are not afraid of life. Jesus Christ was spending so much time. You see, the more time you spend with the Father, the closer. If you come and stay in my house, you see that most of the time I'm praying. Most of the time I, I just pray. When I come to minister, I'm not coming to, to say something I'm, I'm imagining. I'm, I'm just ministering from my heart. I'm ministering from my fellowship with my Father and with the Holy Spirit. That's what I... If you like, come and stay with me. I'm inviting you all to, to stay with me. That's what you'll find. I find out that basically I just... 
I'm just most of the time praying. If I'm in my room, what do I do? I can be alone for hours. Alone. I don't, need, I don't need anybody to talk to. I can just be there praying. So when I come to minister, I'm just ministering from my personal experiences with the Holy Spirit and with the Father. That is what nearness to God does. It makes you naturally minister and bear fruit. That is why I want everyone in this church and in this place to develop what I'm going to share with you about the formula or formula for prayer. Recipes. So if you have it and you know, I have to go through these eight steps. One, two, three. By the time you finish going through those eight steps, you'll see that one hour has gone by. Hey, pastor, one hour? One hour to pray? <laughs> are you... Listen to me. You, you, are ex- you are shouting when I'm saying pray for an hour. But how long, how long is the shortest film? How many of you have watched a film this week? Please give me an honest wave. Oh, you, you won't wave to me. How many have watched a film this week? What's the shortest film? One and a half hours? How, how long? Huh? 90 minutes to a 90 minute film is a short film but when it comes to films that no problem just it's just it's just two as this is two hours a, a long film with three hours or six hours some films are even three videos isn't it how many have watched a very long film before give me a wave give me a wave no problem about that no problem pray for one hour wow but I'm going to show you that. How many are prepared to go through those steps? If I show you, you do this, after that you do this, after that you do this, after that, you find out that you are spending that time with the Lord. And you know what? You will be near to God. When you see people and you, you just, you're just with them, even sometimes you will not talk. Something will, they'll, they'll just ask you. One day I was sitting on a plane coming from uh, somewhere. We were coming to Ghana. And then somebody asked me, a question. I was talking with him and they asked me, what work do I do? I was happy. And then afterwards, when we continued talking and I said, born again, something, they said, what at all does it mean? I was even happier. You have asked me the right question. So I can just minister to you. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me today? So when you are full of God, you naturally minister to people what you are full of and people will be blessed. And you know what? Our time is up for today, so we'll continue next week. And next week, we are going into the formula. Amen. And I'm going to give you the formula for prayer. When you start one, step two, step three, four, five, by the time you finish, and I'm going to give you about four or five different sets of formula, formula of prayer. Different, so that depending on your mood, maybe you have more time, you can spend, you can decide to use this one, and then pray these eight steps or if you don't have much if you have a lot of time you can use this other one and you'll find yourself spending more time how many want to know about this prayer formula stand to your feet and pray for me next week we'll continue (laughs) hallelujah lift up your hands to the lord everybody Lord, teach us to pray. That is what the disciples asked the Lord Jesus. Teach us to pray. Any true man of God 
whom you ever associate closely with? That will be the question you will ask. Teach me how to pray the way you pray. And I believe that as we come nearer to God, and we want God to take our lives, use us to bear much fruit, that is one thing that we will have to ask Him. Lord, teach us to pray. In a moment, I want you to just pray to God and say, Lord, teach me how to pray, how to know you, how to love you, how to walk in you with you. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Rainbow Dalamande, Rainbow Dalamande, Rainbow Dalamande, Rainbow Dalamande, Rainbow Dalamande. Ask God to give you what Daniel had that made him pray three times a day. Think about it. Say, Lord, whatever this man had, oh, I want to have it, I want to know it. So that no matter who I am, no matter what I become, whether I am a wife or a student, whether I am a lawyer or an engineer, whether I am a doctor or a pharmacist, what I am, whatever I am, whatever business person I am, whatever I am, whether my house, my father's house, my mother's house, that I will be able to be like this man who was not moved by anything, yet he was able to stand and pray before the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Come on. We lift our voice. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. As our voices sing, as our voices sing, you are worthy. You are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name sing it again everybody i want you to worship jesus this morning jesus we worship and we praise your name we lift our voices we lift our voices jesus we worship and we praise your name as our voices sing as our voices sing you are worthy you are worthy lord you are worthy jesus we worship and we praise your name for the very last time we want to say jesus we worship and we praise jesus we worship and we praise your name we lift our voices we lift our voices jesus we worship and we praise your name oh as our voices sing you are worthy you are worthy lord you are worthy jesus we worship and we praise your name jesus we worship and we praise your name and we thank you for all that you have said you are doing and you are blessing and ministering to us we thank you in jesus name if you are here this morning and you don't know jesus you want to know jesus as your personal savior you want to be born again. You want to say, Pastor, if I was to die today or tomorrow, I don't know whether I'll go to heaven or hell. I want you to pray for me before we go home. If you are here like that, stand wherever you are and lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you as we close. I want to be born again. I want to give my heart to God. I want to give my heart to Jesus Christ. Your right hand, lift it up high. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you, sir. 
I want to give my life to Jesus this morning. I want to be born again. All of you who have lifted up your hands, come to me in the front here and I'm going to pray with you. Come, come. At the back there, you lifted up your hand. Come all the way to the front. There's room at the cross. Come on, there's room. There's room at the cross. God bless you. Stand right here. There's room at the cross. There's room. There's room at the cross for you. The millions, everybody singing. The millions have come. There's still room. Millions have come. There's still room. There's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. Shall we pray? Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning. I bow my knees to you. Come into my heart and save my soul. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today. For more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.